Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Well, check off your to-do list at Macy's. I mean, I love weddings. Don't you love weddings? I love going to a wedding, but you have to be really careful with how you get dressed for a wedding because, all right, we all know you're not supposed to wear white, right? You can't wear white unless they tell you to wear white. And you really don't want to wear black because if you wear black, unless they tell you to wear black, then it feels like you're going to a funeral maybe, or you're depressed. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. You have to be really careful about what you're going to wear to a wedding. So pulling together the perfect wedding look, not that easy. But when you go to Macy's, they've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, and jewelry by the way, even skincare and makeup. So you can pull together a look for any dress code. I love one-stop shopping and Macy's has it all. They've got your glow up covered. So fabulous. All the things you need all in one spot. Check out Macy's wedding shop to help you get celebration ready at macy's.com slash wedding shop. This is Heather Dubrow's world, and now you can live in it two times a week right here in Podcast One. Welcome back, everybody. Well, today's episode, like, literally couldn't come at a more opportune and timely moment. I have educational consultants and co-authors of the book, The Parent Compass, also dear friends, Jen Curtis and Cynthia Muchnick. You guys, welcome back. Oh, it's so, we have been counting the days to talk with you again. We're so excited to be here today. Is Thank it, you so much. Oh my God. Is it crazy? Can you believe it? It's here. And Cindy, I know that. Is Allie off to boarding school right I now? Just, oh, I just launched her um, to boarding school. We had a little snag and um, we ended up, I'm in yesterday's clothes and um, I'm in the boarding school, like kind of like a church Bible room surrounded by Bibles. It's very surreal. I had to find a place. I'm not at my home office, all made up and looking cute for you today. Um, so I'm glad you can't smell me, but we're good. Everything's <laughs> Wait, all worked what out. What happened? Because I, I, it's so funny that this, I mean, it's not funny. I'm sorry that you had to go through this, yeah. but what's crazy is, you know, when people ask me about their weddings, I'm always like the fun part about getting married is all the stuff that goes wrong because that's the stuff you remember. If everything was perfect, right. it was like, yeah, it was a lovely day, whatever. My uncle. So right. when, when, when grandpa so-and-so like kicks the groom and the, and the chair falls over and the, the photographer doesn't show up, like when that stuff happens, then it's right. like something to remember. So true. So, so you of all people, and this is your fourth child. And wait, is, child. is Allie, is she going into ninth or 10th? She's going into 10th, same as Kat. Right. That's what I thought. But, but you decided to send her to boarding for 10. He decided to send herself. She was ready for a more global, you know, international experience. And she came to us. She's the fourth child. She watched her older brother go through it. She read the book about it. She like visited multiple schools. She kind of brought it all to us. And we said, wow, you know, are you sure you want to leave our comfy cushy nest here? And she said, I really want to try this place. And so I'm, I'm going to protect her privacy. But what I can say is we had this, we moved her in, you know, I drenched in sweat. In fact, she asked me to leave the room halfway through to go change my clothes. Cause I smelled so bad. She said, mom, you need to go put the other clothes on. Cause there was parent events afterwards. Oh my so God. I went, so I did my little European shower with some deodorant and some, you know, perfume and I switched clothes and then we got her all settled. We um, got in our car. We said our goodbyes. There was a few tears, but we live about, you know, 90 minutes away. So we knew, you know, she forgot a desk chair. Right. Not terrible. Yeah. It's not terrible. So we just said, we'll see you in a few days with the things you forgot. Don't worry. Just go enjoy orientation, et cetera. We drove in two separate cars to load up. So I'm following my husband home, but we stopped at a restaurant because there was no food in the house and we got a call. Um, I cannot disclose what the call was about, but the call required us to turn around oh, and God. drive and drive back up. Oh, God. And um, in our existing clothes, we spent the night in a hotel and um, I'm wearing yesterday's smelly clothes from part two. Um, I borrowed a toothbrush from the hotel. I didn't have, you know, anything to wash my face. I borrowed, you know, um, Alexa brought me a nightgown. 
I borrowed her nightgown and we are, everything's resolved. So we oh, just, good. Good. Uh, solved. happy ending, but happy ending, a great, great entree into our conversation. So today. unexpected you guys. And this is, this is life. This is not like this. But is let me ask, living. let me ask you this. So how do you know when to step in? Now it's different for Allie because she's young. Okay. Versus like the kids that were shipping off to college. Okay. Correct. They're 18. So there's different set, but I was talking on the show the other day. Um, with a friend of mine whose uh, best friend's kid was off at Rush. And we were doing the whole, and we'll talk about all this, but with the, there was a problem at Rush and the mom flew back. That and I was like, too many. <laughs> I, but you know, I was like trying not to be judgmental about it, but I was like, there, you know, but I don't know, like if the kid has like an emotional breakdown, there's mental health issues or something like that, you go. Yeah, yeah, but, no. But also at some point, aren't we sending them so that they can figure it out themselves? Yeah. Jen, why don't you start first and then I can chime in. (laughs) Um, Okay. So the question is at what point? Yeah. Well, I I mean, certainly it's definitely situation dependent and obviously for high school or boarding school, you kind of, you got to go. I mean, I I was a boarding school kid myself and I do remember making those phone calls to my parents where I was miserable. I was not frankly, I don't think I was really ready to leave home at 14 and I needed that help. I need, I, and I think they knew like, okay, you know, we need to be there for her. I think, um, I don't know who this person is, but, um, I would, (laughs) you know, I think maybe flying back for a rush related issue, barring other, you know, maybe bigger things, but that is sort of, I mean, I guess if, you know, we're, we're putting on our parent compass hat, I think that's sort of where we're kind of like, okay, you know, we got to draw the line. And, and one of the things that we'll get into is I think, what we're encouraging parents not to do is be like the calendar coordinator or the alarm clock in the morning or, you know, Hey honey, don't forget you have your rush event today. (laughs) You know, that needs to be on, on the, the child at that point, in my opinion. Listen. Okay. So let's put boarding school aside because we're going to talk mostly about college here and, and obviously they're above 18 they, you know, they're at a different stage of life. This is when they're meant to sort of go out in the world, whether they're going to college or they're getting a job or they're going in the military or like whatever they're doing, it's now time to juice. But another story that I literally just heard from another friend was that all the moms stayed for rush so they could Ah. watch the girls. Listen, how crazy this is. They could watch the girls and film them coming in and out of the houses. Now rush, I rushed. I remember this, but I've also heard from my kids' friends who have all, uh, they're like the last ones to go. All of their friends have pretty much all gone and have gone through rush if that's their, you know, their road and whatever. Um, But it's a match system. So like, it's like dating. You pick them and they pick you and and then it goes from 20 houses to 15 to 10. And so you don't get into every house, you know? I will tell you, I was the rush coordinator for all of, it's called Pianolenic. Pianolenic, yeah. And um, it was more of an emotional job than I really, I thought I was like the planner. I was going to, you know, coordinate this and do this and tell these people to go this place. And I, I held more hands and was the shoulder to cry on for more young women than I really imagined I would be. I mean, there was someone in tears in my office every single day of rush. Um, and it was something that I really didn't anticipate to happen, but it's so true. Okay. The matching process is tough. But mommy and daddy or mommy going there to record your, I mean, come on, like, let's read, <laughs> let's read the parent compass. Yeah. Let's, let's let go and let our kids go through. This is rush. This is not applying for, you know, a job in the white house. I mean, come on. Even let's- still mommy shouldn't be there. <laughs> Maybe especially then. Okay, but let's, all right, let's scroll back. So if you've been watching my Instagram, I have piles and piles and piles. And trust me, I've heard all the comments. That's not all going to fit. It's the size of a jail cell. What are you thinking? They don't need all that stuff. I like to have too much. And then I will return what does not work. But I'm not a run to the store kind of girl. 
I hear you. Listen, I'm an overpacker too. You never know what emergency may arise. And I didn't have any trouble with your stacks of boxes when I saw them. In fact, I was mildly smiling and entertained going, oh my gosh, <laughs> we're going. We had two carfuls, you know, my husband's car and my car, and no one else could sit in there except my daughter. And I, I mean, you know, we were loaded and still have things to bring back. So of the course. point is, I'm okay with that, Heather. I think it's exciting. I think it's fun. I think it looked like you did it together with your kids. And we did. And, and, I kept, and I kept saying like, it, I know like there's like a lot of girls in the South, especially they do next level dorm room stuff and it is gorgeous. And some of the stuff they're doing, not just in the South, but mostly is what I've seen on, you know, Instagram and everything. It's so extra and they love it. And I love that they love it. My kids are very different, but I want them. My whole goal was for them to have rooms that are happy because, you know, these kids are going, not just my kids, all the kids, they're going from living in a, an apartment or a home or something where there's other rooms to go to. And then their bedroom is like their safe haven. These kids, this is it. This is your kitchen, your living room, your bedroom, and it's a two, your study room, and it's a two by two. And I just want it to be a place when they walk in from the day, they go, Oh, I like this room. I did. And sometimes when I moved Katerina into Brown this summer for that summer program, it was the most depressing dorm room. I have a dingy, horrible, creaky room. Yeah. So I think there's a gender issue here a little bit. I think, I think girls might care a little bit more about that than boys. And I have three sons, two of whom I've sent to college already. One who has done these summer college programs and truly we rented the sheets and the pillow. That's how no, disgusting it was. No, no, I tried to do that too. Okay. We got there and went, no, no. And I had right. to like run to the store. Sure. But, but that being said, look, I like that you say happy. In fact, I'm laughing because my oldest son who went to boarding school, have you heard about the happy light? No. It's, like a happy lamp. it's a lamp for the kids that are in like fog and gloomy weather. It gives them like the vitamin D because if you're a California kid and you've been in like long winter months, there's an actual light. No, I don't know. I'm advertising. I you're writing this down. I'm totally <laughs> writing this down. Max is going to Boston. Yeah. So you get this happy light and it does do something to bring up probably people in London need it for the fog or whatever. And it does say that it has some vitamin D and it, it puts them in a better mood when they haven't seen enough days of sunshine. So I'm that dying be- and I'm totally ordering this. That's box number 21 for your son. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, he's saying here it's Max. That oh, oh, right, Max. That's right. We're okay, so <laughs> the bags are packed, the boxes are loaded. We're ready. What I want to kind of know from you guys are like, what what is it that we're all missing? I mean, I think we all understand to give them some kind of pep talk, you know, be safe, have fun, make good decisions. I mean, I'm I'm hoping at this point all parents know how to give that speech, right? What am I missing? What are we all missing? What are the important things? Like, I remember, I'll give you an example. Like years ago, me and my friend, Sarah Cohen, we would tell Max and Ryan, two girls, we would tell them when they were younger, listen, in our day, someday when you become, te- they were young teenagers, when you become older and you go out to bars and you go to college, you know, we used to order a drink and put it down on the table and go dancing and come back. Those days are over. You have to, see who's handing you something. You can't drink for something that's in an unopened container. And like, we were giving them all those things. But what do I not know? What do we need to tell these children, boys and girls, before launching them? I think, um, okay, let's go back to the mental health piece that we talked about. So I think one of the things that's more pertinent today and, and thankfully more talked about today than it was, you know, 15, 20, 20 plus years ago is the fact that, well, first of all, I think that mental health services on college campuses, thankfully have grown. Um, By the way, hugely side note, both of the kids' schools have sent emails already um, discussing that very thing and the resources that they all have, which I think is fantastic. So I think... um, I think parents can really build on that and, and let kids know before they leave, um, just normalize the fact that they may very well have to, or feel that it's best for them to go seek out some sort of mental health services and that, that, that is completely fine and even encouraged. And I also think, um, parents can educate their 
themselves um, as well as their kids on the signs and symptoms of things like anxiety and depression. And so if parents know what to look for, I mean, you can literally look up the diagnoses, not that parents should be diagnosing anything. I don't mean to say that, but you can look up and see what those symptoms are and you can instruct your kids to be looking for those things. I mean, sometimes it's difficult to look at them for yourself, but, but in your friends as well. Um, And then also making sure I think that's awesome that they've sent you all those resources. So going over all those resources with the students and making sure that they know where to go seek those services on their campus, um, if, if available, because at different schools are going to offer different services, right? You may, you may go to the medical center or you may go to any number of different places. So make sure that they can actually identify where they are on their campus. That's a great point. There's also online things that they yeah. can get. If yeah. Like, and you can, I, even, if you yeah. were seeing a therapist before you left. I mean, in our zoom world, you can continue with that therapist or they can refer you to someone else. If you feel that you need to do that in person. Right. Yeah. I, I, I second all of that, the mental health for sure. I think for me, something that parents forget is that, you know, they've lived under these kids have lived under our roofs for 18 years. Hopefully we've done more good than harm in those 18 years and setting them up for success and in supporting them and having them feel loved and listened to. But I have to tell you, I think there is an issue that parents really need to deal with, which is trust. Our kids, if we, (laughs) if our kids, we've done a good job with them. We need to trust that. Yes, they're going to make some mistakes and probably some big ones, but they're going to reach out to us probably first when they need to dump what's on their mind because we're a safe space. And these parents that are tracking their kids in college, that are looking at them on their map of, oh, I, where were you sleeping last night? And where did you eat? And this, and that, let go, like cut the purse strings and trust that your kids are now 18 and it's time for them to spread their wings a little bit make some mistakes that are still fixable, you know, find a new friend group, reinvent themselves if they want to. And they will, you know, we can't be pestering them with, with bothersome texts and checking in all the time. You know, sometimes you need proof of life, but make a connection plan that you're all comfortable with and be willing to modify it. Sunday night phone call, which is how we did it in the olden days. But sometimes it's just, you know, I have a son that's not a big phone talker. So it's just, a quick text with one question that truly can be answered with yes or no. It's awful. Like I hate it. I want more, but he says, don't text me three questions. Just text me one question and I'll answer <laughs> yes or no. And you'll know I'm alive and that I read the question or whatever, or an open-ended question. So you get a few more words, but it can be text. It can be phone. You have to be a little comfortable. I tell them I need to see their face just every couple weeks, just to see their color of their cheeks and that they're eating and that maybe they, you know, didn't get a haircut or, you know, whatever, but you have to figure out this trust thing and, and how you find out your proof of life and how you're going to communicate while they're not living under your roof. God, I didn't even think about that. This is Heather Dubrow's world. All right. You guys remember that story I told you, I jacked up my leg. I was trail running and it was right before I went on vacation. You know, I just started thinking about it and I was like, what would happen if I got injured when I was on one of the trips and I needed emergency help? Well, that's how I found out about AirMed Care Network Fly You Home. If you get hurt or sick and you're hospitalized more than 150 nautical miles from home, they're going to transport you to a hospital of your choice in a medically equipped private aircraft and you won't have to pay a dime out of pocket for it. I know what you're thinking. This must be expensive, but it's as cheap as $134 a year for your entire household. And if you use code Heather, they're going to give you up to a $60 gift card when you join. So for all of you like me who love getting out there, I cannot recommend enough the financial peace of mind you will feel with an AMCN Fly You Home membership. Just visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash Heather today and get up to a $60 gift card with code Heather. Again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com slash Heather and use code Heather. Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Well, check off your to-do list at Macy's. I mean... 
I love weddings. Don't you love weddings? I love going to a wedding, but you have to be really careful with how you get dressed for a wedding because, all right, we all know you're not supposed to wear white, right? You can't wear a white unless they tell you to wear white. And you really don't want to wear black because if you wear black, unless they tell you to wear black, then it feels like you're going to a funeral maybe, or you're depressed. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. You have to be really careful about what you're going to wear to a wedding. So pulling together the perfect wedding look Not that easy. But when you go to Macy's, they've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, and jewelry. By the way, even skincare and makeup. So you can pull together a look for any dress code. I love one-stop shopping, and Macy's has it all. They've got your glow-up covered. So fabulous. All the things you need, all in one spot. Check out Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at macy's.com slash wedding shop. You're listening to Heather Dubrow's World. So Max and Nikki and I separately, I mean, I have really good relationships with both of them, but it it is going to be really weird to not see them every day and all that. And we have really good trust. I I love the notion of what you just, but I, but just to wrap that up, I love the, uh, the idea of making a weekly phone call. Just like in the old days, you had to be at the payphone or you had to be here or there, right? And you knew your parents, especially if they were in a different different time zone. There was one time per week you knew you were talking, like going to camp. I think that's genius, especially for our non-verbal friends who do not like to talk very much. I think that's a great idea. And I think time or a Zoom, if you feel like that's just more real, like it's different. We're looking at you, Heather. We're having a conversation with you. It is different than just talking on a phone. But I totally. think a, a good thing, though, to keep in mind is that, Cindy, what I heard you saying is that it's going to vary for kid to kid, right? Like you've got your nonverbal ones, you've got your other ones that are very emotive. And I think the key, in in my opinion, is to confront that issue head on before they leave. So, right, like as a parent, my expectation is this as a, as my child, your expectation is this. So we may be very different in what we want. So let's talk about then what it's going to look like. Let's come to an agreement so that everybody has realistic expectations and it's been put out there so that the parent isn't feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know if my child is surviving. And the, the child doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, they're down my throat and always, you know, in my face. Yeah, so just having the conversation, getting it, getting it out there. Yeah, and if your kids are gone already, it's not too late. So you can pick up the phone and have that conversation now and say, hey, we forgot to talk about this. I'm missing you. I know you're busy and I, I want to respect your new space, but can we have a little bit of a plan? And we can alter the plan. The yeah. plan can be different. It doesn't, you know, it can change if this isn't working. And I want to respect your new world and your boundaries, but I also just need a little dose of you because I need to just have a tiny little piece, you know? I bought these spoons that say on the spoon part, call your mom. <laughs> and I bought them for the twins and the roommates. Oh, I want it. I, want my- <laughs> I thought it was so funny. So the one thing with all my lists and all my everything that I didn't think to do is, and, and I, I still haven't done it. Cause I ha- I want to ask you guys, I was going to do a frame picture of the family. Right. But like, is that lame? They have all of our fa- photos, like on their phones. Is they going to feel like that's too babyish or maybe is that something I send to them in a month? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I would ask, maybe ask them, like, do you feel comfortable? But like, I think it's funny to have like a, silly photo like a like a photo that's not like you know the bar mitzvah picture or right, like, right, right. you know the formal whatever and Heather you are I just want to say as an aside I mean Jen and I have watched you parent obviously a little bit from a distance through social media and through your shows and all of that but I just have to say you are doing such an amazing job with oh. each of those kids you embrace and love them so fully for who each of them are, for everything they bring to the table, for all those ups and downs that you are, you know, generous enough to share with the world sometimes in an edited way. But um, that just—I'm getting a little choked up. I mean, we get You're what that me cry. I'm well, serious. Think, I'm like very stretched, like, very thin this week. <laughs> well, that, that was my point. I what I marvel at is how incredibly busy you are, but yet your interactions, whether it's 
on TV or on your social media. I mean, obviously we're not in your home with you, but it's so clear that your interactions are very present with well, your Well, I try kids. to be. And as you, amazing. As, I mean, as it's you amazing. Thank you. As you guys know, with multiple children, it's hard and it's hard to give everyone the right attention. And as a matter of fact, Katerina, who's 15, almost 16, by the way, the worst driver ever. That's a story. Oh, for same with Alexa. Oh, oh. oh, she just got her license. Barely. Barely. By the way, there's no way she's getting a license. I love her so much. She's like, but the only good I, news is she's brilliant at everything else. Yeah. I can't believe she passed. Honestly, we're getting extra lessons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yes, uh, we're in the same boat. But anyways, she was like, yeah. like sort of complaining to me the other day. Hey, can we go shopping? Can we do this? I go, listen, I'm sorry I'm neglecting you, but I, I am, you know, one of you, it, two of you are going to college. One is starting middle school. Like I, you're my person that is not a squeaky wheel right now. And I apologize. I go, but we're losing two children next week to college and I will have so much time for you. Please just give me the grace of this week. And she was like, okay, I get it. No problem. So we did have that conversation. So I I pack all the stuff for the kids and I'm packing Max's stuff. And you know how some of the girls dress. They're like sweatpants they wear mostly. like, And especially in California, they wear like sweatpants and crop tops. That's the uniform. Pajama bottoms. And pajama bottoms. It's all pajamas and not even good. They're like cheap pajama bottoms and probably like Christmas themed pajama bottoms all year round. So I'm packing up all of her stuff and I'm going through the list and she's pulling everything out and looking at it and everything looked old to me. And I thought to myself, oh my God, did I screw up? Is this like when you get married? Like, are you supposed to have a trousseau? Are you supposed to start over? Like, what does one do? So I started sort of talking to all my friends about it. And I got different answers from different people. But I will tell you, Danielle, who is our former nanny who was in town this last week, she goes, don't go crazy. She goes, she's going to a different state. Mm -hmm. She's going to college. Her aesthetic and her look may completely change. Give her sort of, and Danielle's 30. And she's like, give her the space to maybe like make some different choices. And I'm like, that is brilliant. So I bought her like, a couple of things, but I did do like new bras, underwear and socks. Cause I thought that was like kind of important. <laughs> and then, and then I took the, both of them, Max and Nikki yesterday to the mall. And we just, the three of us had a little day shopping around and bought like one or two special little things just so they have, you know, do you, come on. You guys remember when you start school, yeah. whether yeah. you're in college or high school or whatever, yeah. having your first day of school, we didn't wear a uniform. It was like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So Heather, my, um, my oldest son, Justin, who is now, I can't believe 24. Oh my um, gosh. He went to boarding school and he was 14. He was this California kid who was not a surfer at all. But when he went to boarding school in Boston, he showed up in his like, you know, um, surf shorts and tank tops and, um, was looked like he was like a California skater surfer. <laughs> and for, um, Hanukkah, his aunt got him a vineyard vines, um, jacket and like belt or something. And he opened it up when he'd come home for winter break. And he said, I I hope she's not offended, but I am, I am never going to put this on. This just isn't who I am. (laughs) Yeah. Um, then a couple months later, he called me and said, did you return that thing? (laughs) And I said, well, I did. He goes, mom, I need some salmon colored pants. And I need um, another one of those shirts and I need that little jacket that I returned. And I went, oh my God. And he Because they're preppier. Because that's all he saw around him and he felt different. So that, I think that's great. The idea of freshening up a few basics, getting a couple special things yeah. and wait. Okay, but here's a question I have for you guys, because this is a... this is a trend that I have heard that's happening, but I... I would love your opinion on it. So I have heard that like, so we all know that credit cards, right, can be an issue for college students. And I do think that that is a huge conversation that parents need to be having with kids. Yeah, we need to talk. I want to talk about it. How do you, but it does tie into what you're saying. So like, how do you, you need to pay off the balance every month and what is interest and all that stuff. But so this trend that I've heard is that with influencer culture, what it is, right? Like you go to the like to know it app and it's like, boop, I want that. I want that. And next day it's coming to my front door. And so I've heard this trend of a lot of young girls going off to college, getting a, uh, getting a, um, a credit card and racking up like 10, 20, more than that, thousands of dollars 
um, because they want this new wardrobe and they want to keep up with this new environment that they're in. Um, I don't know. Have you guys heard of that? I've heard we, I recently was talking to someone who said that they had a mutual friend that had to drop out of college because they racked up $20,000 of credit card debt. That's crazy. Yeah. I, um, so I started with the twins and Kat, they all got debit cards. Debit card. Yes. I was just going to say that. Yeah. It was like at 13. I think you're allowed to get a debit card. Is that right? Maybe 12 or 13. So they got debit cards and there's an X amount of dollars goes in on Friday and that's your allowance. And that's what you can play with. You don't want to spend it, save it up. Now, full disclosure, as they've gotten older, I have to say my kids, knock on wood, they're really not spendthrifts. And so they'll ask permission for things or they'll say like, Hey mom, I'm going to like Katerina will say, I'm going to go shopping at the mall. I mean, where's she going? Brandy Melville. I mean, okay. So I'll say, great. She goes, will you put some money in my account or, you know, that kind of thing. And then last year for Christmas, I bought the twins when they turned 18, I got them credit cards. Yeah. They need to establish. That's what I was just going to say. They need to establish credit. So my older boys asked me, can I switch from a debit card to a credit card? Because they said, I want to establish credit. And so we put both of our names on the credit card at that point. And I then can see the bills. And it's really cute because my son who's in the real world still has this credit card for certain things that we're still helping him with, but occasionally he'll put it on the credit card and say, Oh shoot, mom, you're going to see a charge for my tank of gas. Can you deduct that out of my debit card? You know? So he wants to make sure we're even that he's not spending on the wrong side. You know, he goes, Oh, I I put that accidentally. And then occasionally I'll be like, he'll say, can you take $4 out of my account for an Amazon movie? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to treat you to the movie. Enjoy this. But, but I like that you and I, and, and Jen too, I mean, to have kids that respect that, that the money isn't just flowing, but that they have to be careful with it. They have to communicate with you about it. And there's going to be certain expenses that come up um, and that, that are their costs and certain expenses that you will cover. And you just have to start to delineate those, but establishing credit, once they see that that card needs to be paid off, it does affect their, their credit score when they're yeah, getting jobs. Of course. But, but I think that's something they need to understand. Cause I think some kids do get to college and they're like, Oh, I'm 18. I can open up, you know, my own credit card. And I don't have to tell mom and dad. And all of a sudden I'm $20,000 in debt. Yeah. That's a very good point. They have to understand they cannot open. I'm writing this down. Can't open <laughs> another card. I can't imagine they would, but it's different for everyone. Everyone has their own set of situations and their own monetary situation and all of that. You have to do obviously what works for you. What I did then with my kids was, so I got them the credit card and I said, because they were 18 and they were, you know, going into senior year of high school. I go, this is for emergencies. And your debit card is what is your spending money. Good. And then if something came up, like, mom, I need to get a, mm, or I'd really like to get a, mm, I'd say, okay, that's fine. You can use the credit card. But like you're saying, Cindy, I can see the charges. Yeah. But I will tell you, Nikki, he came home one day and he put his credit card on my desk and he goes, I, I don't want this. And I go, why? And he goes, because I find myself pulling it out and paying. He, not, not that he was like, you know, by, you know, at Gucci, but he felt right. like he was pulling it out to pay for his gas or pay for, and wasn't realizing which card. Right. And so he took a few months off and then ended up taking it back. And then, so the other night, which is, I'm glad we brought this up. We were sitting there and I go, listen, right now you get X amount of dollars per week as an allowance, this is going to be different. I go, but your food is all paid for. You guys have, you know, cafeterias that, you know, meal plans and all this, you know, and, you know, we've saved well for college and you've got this scholarship, uh, 529 plan that pays for, you know, your books and your this and your that. So, you know, let's talk about what kind of money you think you need and yeah. what's appropriate. Yeah. I think it's great to, I mean, those are the conversations. Again, if your kids are already there and you're listening to this, you can still have these conversations. You can still have it. You can go back. And you should be, even if you've already had the conversation, you should be revisiting it as everybody's financial situation changes over time, which naturally it's going to do. Right. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Do you own or rent your home? Well, sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. 
Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's G-E-I-C-O. Geico.com. Now, back to Heather Dubrow's world. Heather, we had that emergency come up just the other day. My oldest son is traveling right now with his very serious girlfriend. He's 24. He's an adult. Um, he works, but he's going back to school. So he's now becoming a student again, which is an interesting ah, yeah. dynamic. And he's been on this little road trip down the coast of California. And he was ended up in San Diego staying with his grandparents, but he caught a cold, my son. And he called us and he said, I'm supposed to be staying with our grandparents, but I have a cold. We've tested for COVID. You know, it's not COVID, but she's going in for a procedure. I don't want to get her sick. What should we do? And I said, you know, that credit card that we're both on, go check into a hotel. We found a, you know, an inexpensive Marriott near the grandparents and they met outside for a picnic and then they went hotel and you know what they've now been at the hotel for three nights i mean i think they think they're staying at the shangri-la because we're we're paying for that they paid for their hotels on the road which were like motels um which i also believe is part of the journey like you're (laughs) to see what is 75 dollars buy you for the night um not a lot you know (laughs) nothing but i also like i want them to get used to what things cost to your point because they don't know. I mean, look, I think you were very kind in your words for me before. I haven't done everything right. They don't know how to do laundry. I mean, they'll, I didn't know how to do laundry there. They'll figure it out. It'll be fine. And all the colleges have fluff and fold services now, which is crazy and fabulous. But I want them to see how much it, I want them to look at their bills and see what they're spending. Cause you know, how, like if you have cash in your bag, and all of a sudden it's gone. You don't even know where it went. But when you charge it, there's a whole running list and you can see exactly where it went. And it's shocking when you see it. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's a great, you know, that's an important conversation. You mentioned something else, which kind of had to do with, um, you know, food costs. So when you're on a meal plan, you would think that that would cover the food. But, you know, you want to go get cookies late at night at Insomnia Cookies, or you want to, you know, that's what your mad money's for. You know, yeah. So, so that is stuff that has to be discussed and kind of get factored in um, into that. Totally. So, one of the things I said to them, because, like, honestly, if you know, I'll just add money on their cards. Like, I'm pretty, like, <laughs> you know, pretty generous with all that kind. Of, oh my god! Okay, take over my. And I are a little too much alike. Okay. So I'm just trying to be real here. I, you know, they have the allowance, but, and so we're talking about what the allowance looks like in college and Max and Nikki are like, oh, come on, mom, you always give us money. Like I go, yeah, but I'm not going to sit on my B of A app and constantly add money and not realize how much you're getting. And I go, and here's the thing. Like you were saying, I go, your room and board is all paid for, but you're going to want to go to dinner with your friends and you're going to want to do this. I go, you guys may all want to go for spring break to somewhere or this or that, or pay for something that I don't necessarily want to pay for. So what I'm telling you is let's come up with a weekly amount that makes sense, gives you mad money. But if you end up not spending it, you can save it and do one of those things that maybe I don't feel like paying for. Or they can stick you. Invest it. <laughs> they They're both even- very, you know what? They're very good investors anyway. <laughs> I think I'm talking about more like peanuts. Right. <laughs> well, I think you can also like, is yeah. the first starting point to figuring out how to like, right. Budgeting is a life skill. Budgeting is not just like a, we need to know this for college, but like it, it even becomes even, I would argue even more um, critical after college. So the sooner they can learn it in college, the better. And so I think parents can really sit down with their kids and teach them, if nothing else, teach them how to like beyond. Yes. You can look at your credit card, um, report, whatever, every, when, when you get it once a month, but you can also sit down with them and help them categorize different kinds of expenses that they're probably going to see. And then, around what would be appropriate. And then again, that's the thing that you can adjust. But if you look at the categories and kind of what they're shooting for, for each category, I think that that can 
really be helpful in, again, in establishing everybody's expectations for what is going to be spent. Okay. Let's move off um, money for a second. Let's talk about roommates because to me, this is the ultimate life skill because I mean, look, there's plenty of kids that grow up living with siblings and are used to living with someone else. There's kids that are used to living in a room by themselves, but even if you're used to living with siblings, it's different. Yeah, there, there are, there are some colleges that allow you to match before you go, which I don't know how I feel about that. Um, you know, on the one hand, it, you know, kind of puts the onus on the kids and the students to find someone they think they'd be compatible enough with. And then if there's a problem, it's kind of their problem versus filling out a detailed form that the school matches you and you discover and learn your roommate the day you arrive. And um, it sort of both cut both ways, to be honest with you. But I think that having a freshman roommate that you don't know, and I did not have a very good freshman roommate experience myself, um, nor did my son, when my oldest son, when he went away to college, but my second son is still best friends with his freshman roommate. You just don't Um, know. So it, you know, cuts both ways. But I think that learning to share space and learning to create some kind of a roommate contract and communicating about what's shared and what's not. And are you comfortable with shoes in the room? Are you comfortable loaning things out? Um, You know, how do you handle the refrigerator if there is one in the room? Just whatever those things are, are incredibly important life skills that, (laughs) that I think are part of that going away experience. And also to meet someone who, I mean, that's part of the reason my daughter wanted to go to boarding school was to meet people from other countries, to meet people from a broader world than kind of the bubble that she was in. And I respected and admired that. I mean, I, I wasn't ready to leave to, to explore that until college. And I don't even know if I was ready then, but the point is that, um, I think the roommate thing, we love the book, the naked roommate, by the way, it's been around forever. So put that on your list. Um, if either of your kids haven't seen it, it's, you know, you can pass it down. Um, it's, I don't even know what edition it's in, but it, it cuts through everything. And there's another great book that, um, we also love Jen. What's the name of the, how to be a person, sorry, how to be a person. Oh, how to be a person is great about life skills and the basic life. Hilarious. It's pretty funny. (laughs) Cook a chicken, but there's another one we love. Um, the ultimate college health handbook. That's a fabulous book that you can send, um, that kind of, Helps the kids do a little bit of, I guess, not quite self-medicating. The ultimate college. College health handbook by Jill Grimes. And that book teaches kids more things like um, what to, you know, who to go talk to if you think you have a concussion. What do you do for a hangover? Um, You know, it's written by a medical doctor, but it also comes with like, what do you recommend to pack in a little health kit to send with your kids so that they can call you and say, should I take Benadryl or should I take my temperature or the things they do before they would go to the health center? Because sometimes it's just a cold. Yeah. Um, the nice thing, the nice thing is I really think with FaceTime and everything, our kids are so much luckier that they have that kind of access to us or to resources or to doctors or to doctors. <laughs> so those are a couple, I guess, right. But the roommate thing, the I don't know. Roommate thing, I think something though, that needs to be talked about too is, how comfortable are you standing up to your roommate? And if you have a student who tends not to, you know, say something and tends to be the kind of child that, and I shouldn't say child, the, t- the kind of um, teen um, that holds things in, um, maybe you need to have conversations about, okay, like these are the words that we can use if your roommate is out partying until 4 a.m. and you're trying to sleep and what do you say? Um, I think that those are, yeah, yeah, and also them for using the RA because you know back in our day the RA was someone who did not care, stayed at the end of the hall, and you <laughs> never saw them ever. They were there on the first day when your parents were schlepping your stuff in, and that was the end of it. Right? You never saw the RA. They were like just someone making a few bucks and living on your floor and having a sing and getting a single and getting a single. Totally, that's <laughs> not the case now. So like Max, actually Max, by the way, she got a single. And Whoa. I was a little worried. I was upset at first, to be honest with you, because I 
just what we're talking about. I think it's really important to have a roommate. I think it's important to get along. But I have to say, Max, you know, you know, she has an anxiety issue and all that. So for her, I think, you know, the universe gave her a little gift. She's really good at self-care and she understands that she needs to recharge and check out. So I actually think it's better for her. Nikki. Yeah. Nikki's and she'll living. go, she'll leave the room. I mean, she'll go to the orientation yeah. activity. She's not like going to be a recluse. She's going to no. get out. If she was shy and reserved, she's not. She's going to go be a part of the world and she just needs some quiet space. I don't have a problem with that. No, me either. And I think, you know what? I didn't ask for it. The universe gave it to her, whatever. It's what was meant to be. But her RA has already reached out. Here's my phone number. Here's my this. Here's a little a bit about me. I'd like to know about you. And all of that. And I felt like, wow, that is so nice. And and I also think just, you know, people are just more like that these days than they were back then. But I really like the fact that they reached out and want to get to know all of our kids because, you know, like you were saying before, we're not talking to them every second of the day. And what if they need something and it's the middle of the night and they're not calling us? They've got someone on the floor that actually knows them and cares. Yeah. Um, Heather, let me tell you something. Um, I've, I've talked about this before only one other time, and it's a, it's a term that, that I think I coined. Um, it's called a phone dump and um, a phone dump. And what it means is, um, you and Terry will get a call or more than one call from either of the kids at some point where they have a lot to unload, like a lot stuff that they feel you are the safest person to tell. And um, we've gotten them through the years from each of our kids at various times. And they are the most painful thing to receive as a parent because you have all this information and you're listening and your inclination is to fix or get on a plane or you don't know what, and you don't sleep the whole night and you're tossing and turning and talking to your spouse or your partner about what do we do? Right. And then you make this decision of either the next morning checking in again to see if like we've moved on or Maybe you contact the RA or the RF to just say, can you have eyes on my son or daughter just to, you know, they seemed a little down. I just want to make sure things have moved forward, whatever it might be. And nine times out of 10, if you contact the school, and that would be only if things got really serious, they will tell you they're smiling. They're out in the common room. The last time I saw them this, or I popped by their room and they're FaceTiming with whoever, like I think our kids need a safe space that's not a therapist, that's not right. a trusted adult, whatever. And oftentimes that's you and or your spouse. And I think that it's a really th- important thing to know that you will most likely get that a couple times at various random times and you will lose a night's sleep over it, but it will be okay. <laughs> I'm By the way, I'm so glad you just told me that. And, and it also made me think as parents, we need to have the RA's phone number. Yeah, they'll usually. Oh, well, Max has it. So I'm going to make sure I get it for her. Nikki's living with his best friend and they're so cute and they're so funny. And they both have like stomach issues. Like they're the perfect roommates. We're like, in fact, Max was joking that the two boys are going to end up pushing their beds together. Like we were like, they're like, they're like, you know, Scooby and Shaggy or Burton or they're so (laughs) funny. Um, I wish we had more time. I would love to have you guys back on. Um, cause there's so much more to unpack here. And I would kind of like to do, let's, let's schedule you guys to come back in like four or five weeks. And let me tell you what's going on. You want? And, yes. I would love that. Let me tell you what's going on. We'll see how it's all going. And for the parents of this year's sort of admissions class, it's going to be hopefully better than what we went through last year. And we'll talk all about that too, but there's still so much. And I want to be able to tell you like what I did right and what I did wrong with this whole move-in thing and how I handled it and all of that. First of all, absolutely a million times, yes. And we love being your parenting, go-to college, whatever people. And I just feel like this is a journey that is universal. You know, um, it's evergreen. It happens annually. People all go through it. And Heather, the fact that you want to talk about it, that you want to admit the mistakes we all make along the way, which I have made plenty. I oh, still- major ones. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I write about them in the Parent Compass. We talk about them like you do. And I know that your life is more in the public eye. So you share a little bit more of that and you're generous to do that. But I think there's something incredibly comforting and very real about knowing that we are kind of all in this thing together. Totally. 
support each other. We can laugh about the mistakes. We can hope that our kids turn out okay and only do the best that we can do. And honestly, I think Max and Nikki are in a great place that are prepared for sort of this next transition. And it's not easy <laughs> on them and it's not easy on you. Uh, yeah. So I, mean, I, I, went away, I went away to college and I panicked. I thought I could, I had that whole like syndrome, like duck syndrome where I like, could, couldn't write a five paragraph essay anymore. And I wondered like what I was doing there and if I was the mistake that got in. And like, I, I panicked. I just felt like I was around people that were so much smarter. I just, I, I lost it. And back then we didn't have as many resources. I had an older sister I cried to. She drove down one day and helped me write an essay, I remember. I mean, those are, you know, now we've got this conversation we can all share. So thank you for letting us be a part of it. Thank you guys so much. And Jen, what did you want to talk about? Yeah, I am super excited to announce that I um, am launching a digital college counseling program called FutureWise Collective. And the idea is to really help take the overwhelm and feelings of insecurity out of the college application process and to make the the stuff that I tell my in-person clients available to all students. So um, my first course, The Confident Senior, um, guides students through the application process, helping them to identify things like their core values and strengths that they're going to need to really articulate in their applications. And then it helps them understand what colleges are looking for. And then to really create amazing standout um, essays and applications as well. And I even have a bonus parent module in there for parents to help um, to help best support their kids through that application process. So that's awesome. Um, How do we find that? Um, so you can go to futurewisecollective.com. Um, and I have a great free resource there. That's a totally comprehensive guide to guide you through the common app. Um, and then that's where you can also, um, trigger signing up for the course. And then, um, I post, uh, college admission tips and resources and updates on the course at my futurewise on Instagram. And come follow us on at parent compass, please. Parents should be reading, according to Heather, the greatest book for, you know, parents of teens, the the parent compass to help guide you through these teen and tween years. That's our project that Jen and I, it's our baby that we made together that um, is still birthing and growing and, you know, and we're getting the word out. So thank you for sharing all of our, I love you guys so much. You guys, you got to get the parent compass. The book is absolutely incredible and really, really helpful, really helpful. All right. We're going to have you guys back on in like a month or so. We'll set it up. I hope Alexa does great. Thank you. Good luck. Love you you guys. Thank you. Think of me. (laughs) (laughs) Bye guys. This is Heather Dubrow's world. Here's Heather. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Keep watching my Instagram and keep listening here. And I'm going to tell you everything that goes on with this whole move-in process. Oh my gosh, I have incredible anxiety. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Say what you love about Heather Dubrow's world and we will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to Heather Dubrow's World. Download new episodes every Thursday and Friday on Podcast One, the Podcast One app, or Apple Podcasts. And please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a lovely five-star rating. Go to Apple Podcasts and say how much you love Heather Dubrow's World. See you next week. Do you own or rent your home? Well, sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's G-E-I-C-O. GEICO.com.